Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today is going to be a bit of a feng shui ramble gamble. If you're new to the show, you're probably thinking, what the hell does that mean, Amanda? Well, it just means I'm going to be rambling about various things. And a lot of times it ties back to feng shui. Voila, feng shui ramble gamble. You've probably been wondering where the hell I've been. Maybe not, may not care. Uh, But all of my recording software eh, just decided to crash back in April. And my computer is uh, only 13 or 14 months old. I mean, uh, it's pretty brand new. So I actually bought it specifically for, uh, it's got a faster processor and all that fancy shit in it. I don't know what it's all called, but when I actually specially ordered this computer so that I could do audios for the podcast and also videos and, you know, making sure it could process all that. And kaput just died. So (laughs) that's why I have not been on here doing uh, my normal podcast. Although I always say that I, you know, I'm going to quit, not going to do it anymore. I've said everything I need to say. (laughs) But this is actually not one of those moments. (laughs) I actually uh, did not choose this. It's been a matter of trying to get all the equipment back up and online and working and, you know, all that blah, blah. I always say that technology is fantastic as long as it works. So I will take it as the universe stating, Amanda, time to take a reprieve and a little rest. So it was a little stressful, I will say. I would like the, be nice if the universe could let me know, hey, no worries. It's just going to be a couple of months. You'll be up, you know, online working again. But you know, all all that stuff's always super stressful. So I'm back. Thank God things are working again. I've got some great guests that are lined up. So that's all good. How is everyone doing? How are you feeling? Wow. Oh, wow. Whew. Me personally, it feels like like a quickening of sorts, right? Like things are just accelerating at, to me, what feels like a really unmanageable pace. And it's it feels like it's taking more energy and effort than effort just to, you know, stay calm, to stay grounded. You know, I feel like I'm really spending, I'm fighting to get out into nature and I'm fighting to have moments where I can just, you know, and it it seems like all of my friends, all of my friends are in this world. They, you know, are intuitives and astrologers and healers and mystics and practitioners and you know we're, we're all in the same line of, of business here and, and everybody's talking about this quickening and how it feels like the old things just aren't working anymore you know um, meditation nature yoga all the things where you could do one of those things and you would be able to recalibrate and recenter and now it's like you're doing a multitude of things 
and you still feel the anxiety. I mean, I'm even, I've never in my life experienced anxiety and I have, um, I've had moments where I'm just, I'm frenetic and I'm like, okay, I need to go to a yoga class. I need to do this. I need to go outside. I need to do things. And it's taking me much longer to get a little bit calmer and, and bring my nervous system to rest. And I've never experienced anything like this. I will say that, you know, I remember 20 years ago, I would, you know, get frenetic and, and I could feel the, you know, uh, the panic coming on and I may hold on to that for, you know, a month. Luckily, I can move through those things much quicker now. But the thing is, is that I'm, I'm finding that it's harder to stay in a peaceful state with everything that's going on in the world, with everything that we're being bombarded with. Um, there's just this quickening of everything. So it just feels like everything is accelerating. And, you know, it, it can feel unmanageable, it can feel overwhelming. Um, it's definitely feeling like it, it's requiring more energy, more effort to just stay in a peaceful state, like you really have to work at it. And, you know, on top of that, with everything that's going on in the world, we've got inflation, which is going out of control. Oh, my God. You know, how's everybody managing? Are you hanging in there? Honestly, you know, I'm single, I have to rely on myself, I have to do everything on on my own. And I'll be honest, you know, I've had to rely on my parents in the last couple of months to help me out and to, you know, do little things. One of the things that I was forced to do is I had to cut yoga. Um, Many of the studios in my area have closed and the ones that are still open because of everything that's going on in our world, they've increased their rates. It's almost $200 a month now just to have a, a membership to these yoga studios. Well, Unfortunately, you know, that's one thing that I can cut. I don't want to, but I had to. And the reason that I had to cut it is because my rent went up $550 per month. I mean, good graces. That's not something I can do anything about. So the only way that I could make up for that huge increase is to cut things. So, and I've, you know, I don't have TV, I don't have subscriptions, I don't have memberships. So it's like, there's, there's not a whole lot for me to cut. So I, I had to really have a come to Jesus meeting and figure out, you know, good Lord, what can I cut? And that has always been a non-negotiable for me. It wasn't even considered an expense in my mind because I needed it. But with all of this inflation, I had to cut yoga. I used to go to the grocery store weekly. Now I'm trying to the best of my ability to go once for the month, which is hard, but you know, I'm trying. And if I absolutely have to, I do kind of like a filler trip so that I'm only going twice a month. And it's hard, but I'm I'm managing. And God love her, my mama. She knows how important yoga is to me. (laughs) I've been going for 15 years. So she and my dad said, don't even worry about it. We're going to take care of it. So, you know, I mean, oh my God, that hurts my ego. It just, it's like a blow. Like, oh my God, I'm in my forties and I got to have my mama help me out. But, you know, I I fought her on it. I said, no, 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 you know, I'll get my ass outside. I'll try to walk, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, nope, already done. You're already on the membership. (laughs) Like, okay. But I think what's really important about this is that 
you know, we're all going through something on some level. And I've got a lot of friends that are complaining, you know, oh, my property taxes went up and this went up and, you know, everybody in some way, shape or form is being hit by this. And the thing is, is that it's not, well, you know, here in, in Nashville, a lot of the property taxes, you know, they went up 200 to 500 bucks a year, which to me, that's nothing. 500 bucks, 550 actually. I mean, that's $6,600 a year extra that I've now got to come up with. I've got to come up with an extra six grand to just keep a roof over my head. And I know a lot of people are in this same boat, you know, and it, it's, it's this quickening of, oh my gosh, you know, my roof went up, groceries went up, gas is $5 a gallon, um, and everything. I mean, my chiropractor, yoga, electricity, gas, uh, gas for the house. I mean, everything. And I also feel like some people are taking advantage. It's like, oh, well, you know, everybody's expecting inflation. So we're going to just increase our rates too. I mean, my chiropractor went up and I was like, really? I mean, you got to charge more too. But you know, I mean, I guess it's just a trickle down effect. And you know, my heart really goes out because I know that I'm not alone. I've heard so many of you. I've, I've received a lot of emails while I've been off. And I know that you're in the same boat. You know, I know that I've said multiple times in the last year, um, probably last couple of years, how important community was going to be moving forward. And here's why. You know, I can't stand, like I just said, that I'm in my 40s and my parents have to pay for my yoga. They don't have to, but you know, they want to. Their house is paid off, all their stuff is paid off. They, you know, they owe on nothing. And so to them, it's making them feel really good that they can help me and it's giving me something that I really need. But we've been conditioned, right, to have a stiff upper lip. We're proud. We can't accept anything, even if it's our parents, our friends, whatever. So I've had a lot of time to really reflect on this and to really get clear about what it means to reconnect with our community and what that means. You know, many of you are struggling with some aspect of what's going on in the world. It could be that you are um, a single mom. It could be that you lost your job. It could be that the inflation, you know, is exceeding what your income is. Um, it could be that, you know, you're struggling with the fact that your kids have to go to school and it's very scary right now. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I mean, when I went to the gas station the other day, it broke my heart to see that somebody literally put $6 in their tank. And I guarantee you it's probably because, you know, that $6 was all that they had. That breaks my heart. So community is all about us coming together and really thinking about how we can help one another and rebuild almost this aspect of the villages gone by, right? You know, like one of my girlfriends, I've spoken about her a couple of times on the show, but she's single and has three kids. I'm over here bitching like, oh my gosh, my life is so expensive and I've got to earn another, you know, seven grand just to pay for everything. Well, I don't have kids, you know, she's got three mouths to feed, three kids to put in school. They all need things. And, you know, she cleans houses. And so 
She makes pretty good money cleaning houses, but the problem is, is that she pays for her own gas. Well, gas is five bucks a gallon right now, right? So she went ahead and raised her rates and she had to just because of travel costs and also cleaning supplies has gone up. Like literally everything in the world has been affected by this inflation. And so she raised her rates and because of that, she lost clients. So now she's making less and even though things are tight, you know, she's still trying to just make ends meet. She's stressed, she's struggling and this breaks my heart. So you know, it's such a small thing. But the other day I was at the grocery store and Annie's, it's an organic, uh, it's an organic uh, brand. They have all kinds of things. But they, uh, the grocery store had a sale on mac and cheese. So I was like, hell, I'm going to pick up, you know, a ton of mac and cheese for Laura. It's not much, but it's at least something, right? So I picked up a 12, I think 12 or 15 pack of Annie's mac and cheese, saw her the other day and I gave it to her and she just lost it. She just, you know, was like, oh my God, thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you for, you know, just seeing me. And I thought, oh my God, you know, I haven't been able to stop thinking about her. I'm thinking about everyone in my circle and how I can help them and how I can give back with what little I have. But more than anything, it's the community. Pay attention. Because so many of us have been conditioned to have pride and say, Oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. We're, we're doing we're doing okay. When in reality, you're hanging on by a thread. And if you're not, God bless you. But pay attention to those around you. Because I guarantee you the first response is, Oh, we're fine. Everything's fine. Because that's what we're conditioned to do, right? We're conditioned to have a stiff upper lip, bear down, and we're going to do it on our own. And that's not what this is about. We are built. We are hardwired. It's why tribes existed. It's why villages existed. We are hardwired for community. We are hardwired to be connected to one another. So... We need to know that the people around us are being seen, that they're being heard, and that we can relate. And if you can't, at least make sure that you know, or that they know, that you know, that they're struggling, and that you are there to help them, right? I mean, I feel like so many people have lost their humanity People don't have empathy anymore. They don't have compassion. They're so focused on themselves. And so many people, because of this, because of technology and, and the quote unquote, oh, well, I've got 2,000 friends on Facebook or I know all these people on Instagram. The problem is, is that people at the end of the day, they feel lonely. They're sad. They're disconnected. And society is more disconnected than it's ever been. It doesn't matter that you've got 5,000 friends across all your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all your platforms. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you're struggling, if you have a really, really hard thing that you're dealing with, do you have someone that you can turn to? Do you have someone that you can oh, just lay it all out? No matter what it is, no matter how bad you're feeling, you know, literally just lay it all out. 
And it could be that you just need a moment. Like you're just having a really shitty day and you need to just purge that shit out. You need to have someone that you can just let all that out on. And then maybe you just go back to the way that it was. Or maybe that's the person that helps you create a clear path and continue moving forward. But a lot of people don't have that anymore. During World War II, many soldiers were, you know, they went off to war. But the women rallied. The women rallied and they went to work. They helped each other out. They watched each other's kids. They participated in neighborhood activities. They made sure everyone was taken care of. They created community despite hard times. They made sure everyone was fed, no matter how hard the times were. This is what we need to get back to. This ideology. We need to rally, guys. We need to gain our humanity back and come together. We're so disconnected and we're so selfish. All we're thinking about is ourselves and, you know, oh, I can't think about, you know, them. I'm struggling. I have to get out of my own shit. I can't focus on them too. And that could very well be. But maybe next week or the week after that, maybe you'll have a little bit more strength. Maybe you can, you know, get yourself up and figure out who you can help or how you can help in some way and rebuild that community. How can you help those around you? And if nothing else, listen to them. Help them and give whatever you can, even if it's just your time. I mean, that's the other thing is everybody, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I have so much to do. I've got so many emails. I work and work and work and it's all I do and I have no time. In reality, we all have time. You just have to pay attention to what you're doing. Good grief. We are not built to participate in such a fast-paced life. Every time I open my computer, I swear to God, there's some advertisement for another app or there's an article proclaiming 10 ways to hack your sleep or exercise in a better way or get in 15 more minutes or squeeze 30 more minutes out of your productivity. I mean, are you kidding me? How are we supposed to have leisure and slow down if we're literally thinking to ourselves, oh, well, we have to go, go, go. We have to constantly go. Because if we don't, if we don't appear to be busy, if we don't carry that badge of honor right around our shoulders, woo, I'm so busy, then we must be lazy. We must not be important, right? Oh my God, you need to let that shit go. You need to start focusing on getting rid of that conditioning. This idea that you have to work through, power through. Everything has to be hard for the sake of progress and productivity. Oh my God. What are you really gaining from it? What are the benefits of, of living a lifestyle like that? Is your health better? No. Is your emotional and spiritual health better? Hell no. Most people are lonely, they're disconnected, and they're sad. And it's because we've been conditioned to think that this is the way we should live our lives. So we need to slow down. We need to get back to basics. How many times have I talked about this on the show? I'm going to keep talking about it, and I'm going to keep talking about it, and I'm going to keep talking about it. Of course, unless <laughs> my technology fails me and 
won't let me rant and have my ramble gambles. But we need to add more leisure time into our schedules. We need to slow down and get back to basics. We need to add more leisure time into our schedules. Leisure, according to professor and author Cal Newport, he wrote Digital Minimalism and Deep Work. I've mentioned these on the show. But according to him, the only way that we can become more productive is to add more leisure into our lives. So when you give your brain the opportunity to reflect and develop the answers organically, rather than really trying to force them, which is what most of us do, right? Like we feel under pressure and there's anxiety and we have to get the job done. And so we're trying to squeeze it out of us amidst answering emails, answering bings and tings from our phone, looking on social media, trying to get everything done in our day. Our brains are fragmented and broken. Like they they can't focus on any one thing. So we're short-circuiting our systems. And you'll find that if you add more leisure time into your life, it allows everything, your nervous system, your brain, everything to come to rest and you become happier and healthier. And I also find, I've mentioned this also on the show, is that the more frenetic you become, the more you tend to have and take on bad habits. You tend to eat more, you tend to shop more, you tend to say yes to things more because you have frenetic energy, you're not calm. So you start to do things and take on things that you don't realize that you're doing because you're not content, you're not happy. Humans spend an average of three hours a day checking email and social media. And that's the average. I would argue that for some people, it's a lot more. I I know people in my own life that they never set their phones down. But really and truly, how does this enrich your life? Does it make you feel better? Or does it make you feel more stressed out? I would argue that a lot of that stresses you out because you're seeing through the filter of what other people are posting. It appears that their lives are better. It appears that they're doing better than you. It appears that their lives are amazing or that other things are amazing or that they have things that you don't. But did you know that study after study has shown that the average person expects a text message response within two minutes and that most emails are responded to within five minutes? Again, How does this enrich your life? These are enormous expectations that we have agreed to and been conditioned to think that we have to always do, right? This hyper-awareness of dings and pings in our modern world, our nervous system, aka our chi, is short-circuiting. It's time to detox. Maybe set the expectation. Tell people your boundaries. Perhaps in your email signature, you say, hey, I only check emails three times a day. That's it. No explanation. You don't need to explain yourself. Get your time back. Stop checking emails all hours of the day and stop working by 7 p.m. How many of you check your email especially your work email, after hours. I, I'm, I've done this. I'm at fault for this too. 
Sunday night, I'm going through, I'm looking at everything, I'm going through emails, I'm trying to catch up so that my Monday isn't crazy. But how did it get that way in the first place? Because everybody's expectation is that you're going to respond. And if you don't, it's looked at as bad business. Allow your nervous system and your brain to come to rest. People have actually been shamed for sitting on a train or riding on a bus or being out in public, just sitting and staring at a tree or having their lunch without looking at their phone or, you know, appearing to be busy. This is where we've gotten in our society that if you're not doing, if you're, if you're simply being, you're lazy and you're broken and there's something wrong with you. How did we get to this point? Well, you may be saying, great, Amanda, now that I feel freaking terrible <laughs> because I am a part of this. And hey, I've been here too. You may be saying, why does it, why does it matter? Well, I'm excited to announce that my highly anticipated book that so many of you have been asking for that I've been slowly writing over the last couple of years is finally done. Yay! Yes, the one I have been writing for what seems like forever is finally done. It's available for pre-order on Amazon. It'll be live in three weeks. It's called Feng Shui for the Soul, How to Achieve More Ohm from Your Home. All of this matters because we've really lost touch with our natural senses, especially our feelings. It's been beaten out of us that to feel and have emotions is a detriment. When in actuality, it's the greatest gift to understanding and interpreting energy. It's through your ability to feel that you know when something is good. You'll hear things like, I don't know, it was just a gut feeling. Or you know when things are bad. I don't know, I just had a sinking feeling, right? That is information. That chi is otherworldly. And it's telling you, it's guiding you. But we're so frenetic and we're so busy and we're so caught up in our heads that we're not following our hearts. But it's all communication. It's chi that is deciphering your environment. And it's helping you, but you're shoving it down. You know, and unfortunately with this quickening of life that's going on at speeds that we were not built to maintain. This is not sustainable. We have lost the ability to tune in to the feeling sense. And so many of us just shove it down and we try to think our way through everything because logic reigns supreme, right? No. Your emotions are your direct link to God, the universe, higher self, whatever you want to call it. So that was the whole point of my book, Feng Shui for the Soul. I really want to teach you why your emotions matter. And I want to teach you how this information can easily come to you. Everybody always says, oh, I'm not intuitive. I don't know anything. I, I don't have those abilities. We all do. We absolutely do. But we're so caught up in the beta world of go, go, go. And we don't give our systems the ability to tap into that information. We're all offline. So this book teaches you how to get back online fire up your Wi-Fi and connect to the divine by understanding your environment, your chi, your feng shui. So 
Oh, and I should say the other cool thing that I put in the book is I've got several exercises and ceremonies in there to help you do this. I mean, you know, how do you do this without the tools? The book is the tool, shows you how. But the thing is, is that I don't care what you do. I don't care who you are. Everyone has plenty of time. Every single one of you. If you really pay attention to your days and you realize the time suck of all the little things that you're doing, email, texting, social media, the nonsense you're saying yes to that you probably shouldn't be, we're all like crack addicts, right? We're so tethered to these things that we think are necessary. We're so tethered to the things and commitments that we think we should be a part of. And FYI, I'm sure many of you know this, but these companies, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all these social platforms, they're designed to make you come back for more. They work with casino engineers to gamify this technology. That's why we have likes and hearts and validation. It's all to make you feel good and release that dopamine. But it makes you become addicted. Have people responded? Do they like what I posted? Do they like what I'm saying? Do they like my photo? It's that addiction. Think about it. You lose your keys. You can't find your purse. Hell, you may forget to pick up your husband at the airport. But you always know where your phone is. Am I right? So let's not forget. The BlackBerry came out maybe late 90s. iPhone came out in 2007. I remember it like like it was yesterday. I remember being at the AT&T store. I remember what I was wearing. I even remember how my hair looked that day. I remember it like it was yesterday, getting my new iPhone. We're only talking 15 years ago. We're really talking about 20 years that this technology has come about. In a matter of 20 years, these devices have completely changed the way humanity behaves, thinks, and shows up. Or doesn't show up. And yet somehow, we lived 5,000 years without these damn things. And we were pretty okay. So I think it's really time to rethink our priorities and get back to community. That's the whole point of all of this. You know, how do we get back to our communities, rebuild those villages, and start relying on one another? We need to reconnect. We're so disconnected. We're so selfish and narcissistic. All we think about is ourselves. We need to think about others. We need to see them. We need to hear them. We need to connect with them because it matters. You are not built to be a loner. You are not built to be an island. You're built to be a part of a tribe, a community. You're built to be seen and heard and to feel uh, like you're a part of something. It's time to get back to basics. It's time to really rethink how we've been doing things and how we really need to be questioning how we're doing those things. I mean, do they really benefit us? Is answering that email at nine o'clock at night on a Friday or a Sunday or hell, even on a Wednesday, does it really matter? In five years, 10 years, 15 years, is it really going to matter? Hell, I think about all the things that I've done and all the, the, like, you know, I got recruited to help with this design program through Costco and in a matter of 10 months, the entire thing dissolved right out from underneath me. I had, I was completely blindsided. And I think about all the hard work that I put into the program. I think about the trade shows that I ran and the weekends that I worked that I didn't have to, but people were so demanding of my time that I gave it away. 
that I felt that it was important, that I felt that it mattered. And now, looking back, none of that mattered. So you have to really think about what you're giving away and what matters. What is it that you love to do? Do you love to bake, cook, sew, read, get out in nature, water ski, basket weave? Who cares what it is? Do more of that because that enriches your life. You're going to remember a book 10 years from now. If you make a beautiful quilt or sew a beautiful outfit or make a beautiful basket, I don't care. Even if it's a fantastic memory, you're going to remember that. You are not going to remember the email or the day that you worked on a Saturday or on a night that you probably shouldn't have been. If anything, you're going to resent it, right? Do the things that matter. Do the things that enrich your life. All right. To purchase my new book, you can head on over to Amazon and type in Feng Shui for the Soul Amanda Gates. I'll also put it in the show notes. If you're interested in a floor plan reading, you can head on over to gatesinteriordesign.com or you can just head over there and check stuff out. If you want to join the monthly Patreon membership to learn more about feng shui, you can find that in the show notes as well. Bottom line is, take your time back. Enrich your life with things that matter. Give back to yourself. Feed your soul. Because that is what truly matters. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And hey, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.